Hey, welcome to Marriage Monthly. We are Gabe and Melissa, and this month we're talking about insecurity. insecurity. Ooh, big topic. Yeah. I mean, if you're tired of, you know, having lots of arguments and dealing with jealousy and doubt and some of the train wreck that that creates in your marriage, it's going to be a good one, I think, for everybody. We want to move past, you know, that stuff. And so we're going to talk a little bit about how to overcome insecurity. I found out this week that insecurity is one of the biggest challenges in many marriages today. With, listen to this, this will be a shock to you, I think, more men than women feeling more insecure than ever before due to financial incapability, Hmm. uh, lack of self-love, jealousy, past failures, or feeling worthless and undeserving of love. And so it's interesting that that has actually shifted recently. So more men than women are feeling insecure in marriage, and it's creating a lot of problems. I'm unsure I believe that. How do we solve this problem? You want to talk about that for a sec? All right. Well, um, so I was thinking about what security should be like. Like, what does security feel like? And we were talking about Song of Songs um, four, 2 4, and it says, He escorts me to the banquet hall. It's obvious how much he loves me. And I just think that is so cute. Isn't that cute? Yeah. Like, it's like you can see obvious. it. Obvious. Like, like yeah. yeah, it's obvious how much he loves me. Like, he's escorting me into the banquet hall. It means he's proud of me. He's, like, excited to see me. Like, there's so much to that. I mean, like, when I go to church on Sunday morning and I see Gabe, I'm instantly, I perk up. And I'm like, does he see me? And he sees me and he walks over and he gives me a hug and a kiss on Sunday mornings because we don't come to church together. And so it's just <laughs> funny how, you know, it's like he's proud of me. I'm proud of him and that's good. So, but I did a little research on Bible Hub. If you don't know much about Bible Hub, it's Gabe's the favorite. Best. I love it. <laughs> it's favorite thing. Biblehub.com. Yes. And it really is so neat, but it's a bunch of um, commentators, right? And yeah. they're. Uh, it's all sorts of Bible resources yeah, if you're one Multiple to, versions yeah. of the Bible too, that kind of thing. So I was looking at Bible Hub this week on this <laughs> passage. So proud of you, babe. Thank you. And it was talking about that, um, that whole passage is talking about that his banner of love is over me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, banner of love is over me. Like, I know a child's song about his banner, but I was like, what does that mean? So I looked a little deeper and it was talking about that I have a sense of protection and love being under his care, a place of support and safety, like an umbrella, like a banner. I'm under that. I'm safe. So to me, security looks like protection, love, care, support, safety, those kind of things. When I think of it through the lens of mm-hmm. that passage, and it's not beautiful because yeah. I feel like that with you, you know, and I hope that every relationship feels like that. That it's a That's safe the zone. Goal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a safe zone. It's a it's a protective zone. It's our thing. We don't invite other people into it. Yeah. It's our thing. It's our relationship, and that's really it's sacred. Mm-hmm. It is. It's the banner. Well, I think that's why insecurity is so destructive for yeah. marriages, is because you don't feel secure. Right. You know that's missing. So how are you supposed to thrive and grow together yeah. if you don't feel secure? Well, and then I feel like you bring in other people and other things yeah. to try to fill the void, yeah. and then insecurity just explodes yes, so i sure mean there's does. a root to it you're going to talk about that yeah we we will <laughs> we sure will so we uh we do want to get into that um we're going to give you four things four ways to deal with this today and the first one is find the root mm-hmm. and you know the insecurity happens for lots of reasons and um it, it's not always the same um at our house where i'm not a gardener so self-proclaimed like whatever the Neither. opposite of a green thumb is that's me <laughs> and so we just try not to have much Plants. vegetation, you know, yeah. around our house yeah. unless we're eating it, you know. Yeah. Um, so out front, there's this Japanese maple tree that has lived for 16 years yeah. somehow. And we've never done anything to it except for just cut it, you know, uh, back. 
And then in front of that, there's these weird green things that come up every year. What are they? I don't even know. And I wish they weren't there. They're too close to the tree to look good. (laughs) And yet I cannot kill. I cannot figure out how to get rid of these things. I've tried cutting them. I've tried pulling them up by what I thought was the roots. Found out that they are bulbs. Mm. And I think they're like 600 feet deep or something like that because I can't get rid of this thing and sometimes that's how insecurity is is that mm. it's growing up and you're like where is this coming yeah. from why is it happening and we've tried and tried and tried you got to get to the root uh, i like what proverbs chapter 20 verse 5 says it says the purposes of a person's heart are deep waters but one who has insight draws them out you know the idea would be wow. you can look behind the surface sometimes and we should all be willing to do that when we're dealing with insecurity in our marriage some signs of insecurity, in case you're wondering, well, do maybe this is something that we're dealing with in our marriage. It could be things like this, avoidance. You yeah. know, a problem comes up and somebody wants to avoid it. Because <laughs> why? Because they don't feel secure enough to approach the problem. Maybe it's because they feel like the marriage is going to fall apart if we, you know, approach a problem. Maybe it's because they they just don't have the confidence that's built up. Um, yelling and defensiveness is actually a sign of insecurity. You know, yeah, sometimes sure. you, it's kind of like a wounded dog is going to be, you know, vicious, right? And in some yeah. ways, that's a sign of insecurity. Well, is, and it looks prideful, right? It does. So you're thinking, you're so cocky, yeah. but really, it's insecurity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, being overly critical is a sign of insecurity, where you're compensating a little bit, you know? Um, being overly emotional is a sign of insecurity, because everything is really a big deal, because we're not sure everything's going to last. Yeah. Um, be feeling intimidated is a sign of insecurity. So there's lots of these signs of insecurity in marriage. Um, where does it come from? So let's think about this for just a second. Uh, it can come from baggage. In, in other words, things that have happened in the past that you've carried into, you know, we all do this to some degree, we've carried it into our relationship. Uh, it could be the, you know, maybe you're married again and it could have been your previous marriage, you know, maybe there was some patterns, some trends, some habits, things that weren't healthy and you sort of brought some of that in or brought the fear of it in and that could be part of it. Could be a critical spouse, you know, and I think that we all have to, as spouses, not say, hmm, do I have a critical spouse? I think the thing is, <laughs> am I a critical spouse? Mm. How could I be more supportive? We'll get more into that stuff. Um, could be lack of commitment. That could be mm. the root of insecurity. If one spouse has even a crack in this, and I think we've got to really be honest about this. If one spouse has even a crack of lack of commitment, it just produces insecurity yeah. in a relationship. And so marriage only thrives with full commitment. We know that for sure. Um, and it could be an unresolved event. You know, something that happened in the marriage that's not resolved can create massive amounts of insecurity. So that's that, that's stuff that we can maybe think about. I want to ask you to ask. This is, how you, this is how you find the root. Ask. Ask through prayer. Ask God. Ask through reflection. You know, kind of asking yourself. Ask a counselor. Ask a pastor. Somebody who knows you to go, hey, I'm dealing with this. Help me figure out what's the root of this. Uh, ask a leader. Ask a trusted friend. Mm-hmm. And you can ask this question. Help me see my blind spots. You know, where might this be coming from? So that's the first thing. Find the root. All right. Another thing is let go of the past. Gabe touched it a tiny little bit, and it's really, really powerful. I mean, this really can pull you down and ruin your relationship. So I love a couple passages I want to read to you. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And Philippians 3.13 and 14 says, Forgetting the past and looking forward to what ahead and I just love those two passages mm-hmm. it's like just forget what's behind forget about the baggage I know you might have to deal with the stuff but you know don't drag it in 
every day, day in and day out, and your insecurities with each other are just like exploding all the time because you're just holding on to all the drama and all the past. So forgetting the past, I love that. So stay focused on the future. Whatever past decisions, mistakes, maybe people in your life Mm -hmm. that has built into your insecurity, we've got to come to the point where we're just gonna break the chain and let it go, right? You are whole in Christ, you are special, you are valuable, you are worthy, you are enough. And I just want you to know that God sees you through that lens. That's true. And so you can't be insecure because you are a child of God and you're worthy. And so don't be insecure. And I know that's so much easier said than done. So um, just wanted to mention, don't stay hostage to your past and let it affect your future well-being. And especially if it's affecting your marriage, and I'm sure it is because if there's just an inkling of, insecurity Mm -hmm. it's gonna come out in the primary relationship you have which is this one so now if your spouse has hurt you deeply or there's infidelity or something like that and and i know that happens it might be time to get help yeah for sure (laughs) i mean if there's just a crumble in your relationship it's getting bigger and bigger crack and you're just like wow we've destroyed our relationship i mean look at where we are from a year ago maybe evaluate you know, are we better mm, from a, a year ago? Question. Are we better yeah. from five years ago or not? And how? what are some things we could think about that would tell us if we're better or not? Well, are you arguing more? Are you um, avoiding each other more? Have you stopped doing date nights? Have you stopped um, making time for each other? Are you too busy to make time for each other? Mm-hmm. Do you have deep conversations anymore? Are you, um, I mean, are you making each other a marriage mm-hmm. relationship? Like the committed relationship you had, is that a priority in your life? Because if it's not, and it's way worse, maybe you're not even sleeping in the same bed Mm. anymore. I mean, yeah, that's not what God's plan is for your relationship. That is is broken, and that needs to be fixed. So, I mean, you need to get help for that. Maybe start the forgiving process Mm -hmm. if if you need to. Uh, Maybe start building the trust process again if you need to, but don't give up. Yeah. Don't let insecurity ruin your relationship and ruin it. And also, don't don't hold your your um, spouse hostage to the past. Yeah. You know, oh, you did this right. ten years ago. You did this, and I'm never going to let it go. Well, that's another thing that's just going to just ruin the relationship. Yeah. I mean, your spouse isn't meant to fill you up and make you whole. And we have to remember that. I think a lot of times we get married because we have this like this deep. I don't know, crack in our life and we think, oh, if I get married, it's just going <laughs> to fill it up. It's probably going to make it worse. Yeah. It's hard. Marriage is not easy. I mean, it's I mean, it's harder. a total blessing and, and we all want to acknowledge is. that. But yeah, it's a give situation, right? Yeah. Not a I take mean, situation. I mean, if I was single doing my thing my way, when I want, how I want, with the money I want, it was all about me. But then all of a sudden you bring your love in and you want to have this relationship. It's beautiful. But then everything is shared. Everything is let's talk about this. We need to work through this. We need help with this. What are we going to do with this? How are we going to use our budget, our finances? Yeah. Everything is together at that point. And it's harder. So I'm just saying, Gabe wasn't meant to make me whole. Only Jesus can make me whole. So this is a blessing and a beautiful relationship, but I'm not looking at you yeah. to make me whole and fill me up. I'm so glad. It takes a lot of pressure <laughs> off. <laughs> so let go of those insecurities you are God's favorite, so stand tall and confident in that. <laughs> That's great. I heard a quote this week that really uh, fits. It was, yesterday's darkness did not rise with today's sun. Mm-hmm. And I really like okay. that. You know, the idea of, yeah, we can let go yeah. of the past and uh, move forward. Yeah. Next, once you find the root, let go of the past, then recommit. That's one of the things that we're you know noticing is that 
when people go through some speed bumps, mm-hmm. you can't just act like it never happened. You can't just, you know, sweep it under the carpet and hope that, you know, that never happens again. You've got to kind of pause and spend a moment, spend some energy recommitting. And uh, I was thinking about Notre Dame, the great church in Paris. Mm-hmm. We were there mm-hmm. uh, a number of years ago, and uh, ha- I actually had a really embarrassing moment in Notre Dame, <laughs> <laughs> where I, this is not what the story is about, but I was just in awe of this place. I'm looking up, you know, walking around, and uh, I did not notice this row of chairs that was all kind of laid out on the marble floor with metal legs during a mass. And so I bumped into this chair, and it bumped into another chair. It was like this weird chain reaction of so 11 loud. or 12 chairs making this weird noise. And everyone turned and looked at me right in the middle of this mass. Um, but I that bailed. wasn't about the story. What the story was is, do you remember when it burned down? <laughs> yep. Notre Dame burned down. Yep. And um, you know what nobody asked? Are we going to rebuild it? Nobody asked that question. Because it was obvious that they were going to rebuild Notre Dame. Yeah. Because it was so valuable. You know, yeah. it was so historical. That's it right. meant so much to so many people. And I think sometimes we look at our marriages and we're like, well, would we rebuild it if mm. it's Notre Dame? I mean, come on. This is like a marriage that God arranged. And I think we've got to acknowledge the ashes, no doubt about it, but decide to rebuild because it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And your marriage is so much more valuable than a building. So why would we not, you know, go to work rebuilding That's our right. marriages? In Ephesians chapter 5, it says, For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be that commitment. And I think stopping to go, honey, I want to love you like Christ loved the church. I will give up my life for you. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in it to win it, you mm-hmm. know, whatever it takes. That recommitment, mm-hmm. I think, is important. In Ephesians chapter 5, 31, it says, As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. And so just acknowledging again, okay, we're starting fresh. We Maybe we've learned some stuff. Maybe we're building on some actual knowledge together that we've discovered. We're building on some convictions that are deeper because we don't want to go back to the same place we just came from. And we're going to call that out. You know, secrets lose their power when they come out into the light. Um, darkness loses its power when it comes out into the light. And so we can pull that stuff out. That's right. And one thing that we've done many times with couples, and we love when we get to do this, is we do these vow renewal ceremonies. Oh, yeah, that's so Did fun. Did it at a marriage yeah. retreat earlier this year, um, and it's just a lot of fun. So I want to do this with you right now. You ready? Oh, okay. Okay. So if you're watching and you know you want to play along, let's go. You go like this. I gave, take you, Melissa, to be my wife, my constant friend, my faithful partner, and my love from this day forward. We should be holding hands. Oh, yes. In the presence of our God, our families, and friends, I offer you my solemn vow to be your faithful partner. You know these words to my heart. <laughs> in sickness and health, in good times and bad, in joy and in sorrow. I promise to love you unconditionally, to support you in your goals, to honor and respect you, to laugh with you and cry with you, and to cherish you as long as we both shall live. Ditto. yeah good enough um but so commit you know commit to be their partner their champion their cheerleader their defender their caregiver their number one companion their best friend their lover and everything else you've got to give and let them know it because if you've come out of a place of insecurity where you need to rebuild um you got to make sure that they know you're committed and i love thinking about when you're married and when you're standing up on the altar and you're saying those words and you mean it with all your heart at that second right Mm -hmm. you're like yeah i'm in it 
And then everything happens. Mm -hmm. Life happens. And you're five, seven, ten years down the road, and you're like, well, this got too hard. Mm -hmm. So I'm all done. It's like, but those vows you said, sickness and health, good times, bad, all of that. And and we have a great relationship, been together for a long time, but not every single day is great. Really? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just saying, like, you know, you're raising children together. It's not easy. And I just think that it's kind of interesting that we just give up Mm -hmm. and so easily. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's mind blowing to me. And like you were saying, you recommit. It's almost you have to recommit daily. Yeah. So my point is show it daily. I mean, show the That's love number four, daily. In case you're listening. Oh, number yeah. four. Okay. I forgot yeah. we were numbering these. Yeah. <laughs> show how committed you are to your marriage. Make time for each other. You are married. That means at one time or another, you loved each other enough to make that commitment <laughs> know, in front yeah. of people. Yeah. Gotta you committed. That. You got a certificate. You went out of your way to, to do a wedding, the whole thing. And weddings are complicated. You did that because it mattered to you. It's a big deal. So take time for each other. Take a car ride. I mean, car rides are fun because you're not sitting at each other across the table saying, we got to have this deep conversation and you're staring at each other in your eyes and it's kind of freaking a little intimidating. If you're insecure, a car ride's awesome. Mm -hmm. Turn off the radio, look straight out the window and have the conversation Mm -hmm. you need to have without staring in each other's eyes and being a little insecure. It's so much more fun. Gabe and I, most of the time, we will go on a ride to, we live in Portland, so the gorge, um, the beach, up to Mount Hood, we're we're talking the whole time. Radio's yeah. not even on. We're chatting the whole time because it's a safe place. It's yeah. fun. So it's great catch up time. Yeah. So it's one of the best times to confess something that you did because <laughs> you're not looking at each other. <laughs> or if you're driving, they can't really react. You know, you got to keep safe. So yeah, yeah. Just kidding. You ate the last cinnamon roll. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, take car. Take time for each other. Talk to each other. Kiss each other. Listen to each other. Ask advice from each other. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it shows that you value the other person's opinion about something and you want them involved. I think that's cool. Um, of course, Gabe and I always harp on this. Go out on a date for crying out loud. Go out yeah. on a date. Um, have sex. I mean, yeah, because because here's the deal. When you don't have sex for a long period of time, you feel distant yeah. and you do get insecure. And my advice to you is do it anyways. You'll get over it. Because you need to have that intimate relationship in in this relationship. It has to happen. You have to be having sex. It's part of the marriage mm-hmm. covenant. So don't let that happen because the Bible says that the devil will get in there and cause a wedge. And if that happens, it's not long, you'll be divorced. So I'm just going to say it honestly. Just have sex, okay? Even if you don't want to. And I understand there's there's times in life where you're busy, you're raising kids, you're exhausted, you're emotional. Maybe you're dealing with the physical ailment. Maybe you have depression. I'm going to say, talk about it, work it out, pray about it, but don't stop having sex because it is a wedge that will happen and the devil loves to get in there and destroy that relationship. So I'm just saying... Do that. Flirt. Gabe is good at this. I try to be too, but he'll send me a, a text during the day that says, hi, <laughs> you're hot. I love you. Like little things like that. And I always send him back stuff, but it's fun. Flirt with each other. Have some fun and make an effort to go maybe on like an overnight date or on a trip together. Just enough time that you can like get away from the, the chaos and reconnect. You know, maybe that's just a night or two at the mm-hmm. beach or maybe it's like a trip down to California for a week or something, but 
but do that. Um, make time for each other. It's an, it's really important. Well, and I mean, in that, you know, yeah. as it kind of rolls off your tongue, maybe a trip down to California or something, for some people, they're going like, are you kidding me? We couldn't afford, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, we yeah. couldn't afford the time or the money or whatever. Um, but I think underneath what you said is priority yeah. on this relationship so that, you know, yeah. you, we've... We've predecided that, and many of you have as well. Like, okay, we're gonna have a fund for this. We're gonna yeah. have time carved out, you know. And so, I think that's a big, a big, big piece is that you back that up yeah. to well, how you make might, that possible. Might I just do a shameless plug for Westside Community Church? Currently, we are in a, a money series. Yes. I don't like to call it a money series, but you know, what I'm saying a it financial is. It's called series. Life, money, hope. Life, money, hope. And uh, man, the last two weeks have been good. We have one more week. So um, man, some good little tips and tricks in there. Mm-hmm. I suggest listening if you are struggling. But anyways, let me give you a couple warnings real quick. Don't fall into the housemate's roommate trap. Mm. Okay. If you're not sleeping together, stop it. Get in the same bed. Like you need to not be roommates, separate rooms, separate beds. Don't. I mean, if you have a snoring issue, which someone in our relationship has a little yeah. tiny little bit one. Get breathe rights. Figure it out. Go to the doctor. <laughs> Don't stop sleeping in the same bed. Right? We know so many couples yeah, that had opposite schedules and they were working, like one of them was working overnighters a lot and it went on for years and years and they got divorced. Mm-hmm. It's like because they never shared a bed together. I mean, there's something intimate and special about that. Don't get trapped in that. And also, don't get trapped in just being parents. You know, you're first a married couple. That needs to be a priority. And I understand the kids are louder and take up a lot more time and energy and money. But I really think it's really important that you're a couple first and not just parents because that can really be hard. Now, if you're feeling insecure about yourself, go to counseling if you need to. Maybe go to the doctor, get some exercise, um, go to health coach, figure out where your lack of confidence Mm -hmm. is coming from and work on that. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're feeling insecure about your marriage, I'm going to say counseling is always good talk it out with somebody go together go alone um there's so much i mean read marriage books listen to podcasts like this um talk to each other about it and maybe even pray about it and pray together about it and just really figure out how to build that security in your relationship like the banner again right we want to be under that beautiful banner so don't let insecurity ruin your marriage get your confidence first from god and then ask your spouse to help you build your confidence you know just say, hey, I need you to help me like myself and yeah. help your spouse like themselves as well. You know, flirt with them, compliment them, um, make them a priority and love all over them and make them feel confident in this relationship too. You know, it, it starts with you. I, I can't be like, oh, I'm feeling insecure. Gabe better make me feel better. I really need to help myself first. And then I can ask Gabe, can you help me with this? But he can't be the end all for this. I need to find my insecurity in Christ first. But but that's my two cents. So good. <laughs> all right. We have a really, really important thing now. It is homework. Okay. We don't always give homework, but this time there's homework. And I'm serious. It's a big deal. Okay. okay. You ready? Um, you got to spend some time with each other. You got to go on a date, but not just any date. Okay. Okay. If you have to seal the deal and just one date, it's got to be one doozy of a date, right? I'm not talking <laughs> dinner and a movie. I'm no. not talking mini golf. I'm talking 17 dates worth of romance wrapped up in one incredible night. I'm talking about 
a super, a super date. date. <laughs> All right. Um, this is like, you know, carriage ride, uh, fancy restaurant, silver plates, ice skating, theater, renewing your wedding vows, fireworks, and a kiss at the end. Yeah. Um, we want you to make it big. Go spend some time. Go through these steps and do those vow renewals. And no, you know, your your insecurity is going to start dissolving the more attention you put on. That's this. right. Yeah, that's right. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and share. And we will see you next month.